we're heading towards the end of the year, we thought we'd take you behind the scenes of the Two Nora's HQ and share some of the lessons we've learned in 2022. Welcome to JFDI with the Two Lauras. We joined forces in 2019 to provide social media freelancers with the resources that we wish we had had when we first started out. We're now about to go into our fourth year of business and have helped over 4,000 freelancers through our programs. So in this episode, we're sharing what we've learned and changed in 2022. Now, there was one major change in our business this year, which has proved to be one of the best decisions we've made. And that was bringing on a permanent team member. So hello, Carrie, if you're listening. And (laughs) Carrie helps us with the like the administrative side of the membership and the business as a whole. And this is a massive mindset shift for us to do, first of all, wasn't it? Yeah, it was huge. And we had a massive block about it, didn't we? Um, I was terrified. (laughs) Yeah, it was which in hindsight now it was like one of the best things we've ever done but there was a definite block and we put a huge amount of pressure on ourselves to me all I was thinking is oh my god we're gonna have to be paying towards someone else's mortgage (laughs) and for some reason that was a big block for personally for me but I think for both of us but actually in reality it got to the point that we knew we had to make this we had to make this shift we had to do this it was the right thing for the business there wasn't a reason not to do it so we knew we just needed to put our big girl pants on and face the fear but the way that we did that was to get the advice that we needed So we got HR advice, we got HR support and we got legal advice to check that obviously everything we were doing was the right way and above board and was right for Carrie and was obviously right for us. So everyone was kind of protected. And just by getting the advice that we got, which wasn't a lot, we didn't, you know, it wasn't hugely expensive, but getting good, solid advice from the, from proper qualified people was what made that process so much easier for us. Um, I hope Carrie would say the same as well. (laughs) So I guess from your perspective, a lesson we would love for you to take on from this is to not let these big things put you off. There are plenty of people in the world who can help you to take these those steps and you know they don't have to be they could just be people you know friends of friends who might be able to give you some advice so it's not always about kind of investing in courses and and this that and the other sometimes it is just about asking for help and not being scared to ask for help so face the fear Taking on an employee, for me, felt like I was going to be a proper grown-up. Yeah. (laughs) Like when I first got my mortgage, I was like, oh my God, I'm an adult now. (laughs) And it was just that, like, facing the fear and having that mindset shift that it isn't actually that big of a deal. Like, if you know what you're doing, it's no different, really, to working with a freelancer. It's just that they are focused solely on your business and they're not splitting their time with everybody else. And so it just, in our business, we now have just a lot more sort of reassurance I guess yeah we're not constantly waiting for somebody to have the time to help us we know that when we need help if you know if if it's during Carrie's working hours she can help us and that is a massive weight lifted off our shoulders it's made working much easier hasn't it and much more enjoyable yeah definitely it was uh it was the right decision yeah right decision right time right person for sure yeah So if that's something that's on your goal list or your to-do list or just on your mind that 
you know, at some point you might have to employ someone, take it from us. It's it, Yes, it's scary, but once you do it, it will be so worth it. It would definitely yeah. help your business. But get the advice. Get, you know, don't 100%. be afraid to ask. Yeah. And also that kind of leads on to the second thing that we've done. When there are more than one person in your business, and actually this is relevant even if it is only you, it's really important you have like a system in place to make life easier for you in your business so that everyone on the team knows what is happening, what needs to be done. And it might just be that you are a team of one, but you need to know what's happening, what you've forgotten, <laughs> what, you, what you need to do. Um, and so this year we started using Asana and this is something that we have put off, isn't it? Like we have tried mm. tons of tools in the past to be yep. more organized and more productive and none of them ever stuck. We found it so difficult to find something that actually worked for all of us. Um, and then earlier this year, I took a course and it included Asana in the course and it changed how I saw that it could be used. And because of that, that changed, changed my mindset shift about how you can organize yourself, which then made me kind of determined to help everyone else on the team to also have this tool that will help them and us as a team. And so we've we've started using Asana and let's just be clear, there are to there are loads of productivity type tools out there. We'll talk about those in a minute. It doesn't have to be Asana. But the way that we've used it has made a big difference, hasn't it? We've got all sorts of things going on in there. And anything that needs to be done in the business it's no longer just a conversation that gets forgotten about, <laughs> which it always <laughs> used to be. It was like, how many Slack conversations can we have and then never remember anything about them? If it needs to be done, it goes to Dasana. Yeah. So we used to always have this running kind of, I wouldn't say joke, but we would constantly say, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do this. But And the response from one of either of us would be, <laughs> okay, put it on the list, put it on the list, put it on the list. And this list was fictional. Any, yeah, yeah, it was like a <laughs> fictional list. Occasionally, if we were lucky, we'd make it onto a post-it note. And generally, <laughs> we would say that if that thing made it onto a post-it note, then then that meant it's got legs and it potentially could become reality. But there was no list and there was no... Or, or Laura would have a list and I would have a list. But my interpretation of what was on my list might be slightly different to Laura's interpretation. So it was constantly... Like it just wasn't working. Whereas now when we say put it on the list, it does appear on a list, which is not always great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now that we've got this real list, not just a fictional one in our brains or two different notepads on different ends of the country, <laughs> uh, this list actually gets actioned because in Asana and all, in all of these different productivity tools, you will generally assign a task to one person. Now in Asana, annoyingly, you can only assign it to one person, which does wind us up. That's one thing we don't like about it because often there are tasks that we do both need to be on. But having somebody who takes ownership of something means that it doesn't just get forgotten about. It doesn't just get left on that post-it and never looked at again. Somebody takes ownership and either make sure that it's action, make sure it's done, or says, right, this isn't happening and makes a decision to get rid of it. And that wasn't happening before, was it? There was always these things that we'd talked about. We couldn't really remember the decisions we'd made on them maybe. And then we'd go yeah. backwards and forwards constantly. Or we'd be in Slack, wouldn't we? Like searching back mm. and like Laura and I chat on Slack literally all the time. Yeah. So to scroll back even just a couple of days is like takes forever and then you miss it. So it just wasn't effective. It wasn't kind of efficient and good use of our time. 
Yeah. And often we'll have conversations where we make a decision and because of how our brains work, an hour later, we've forgotten what that decision was. So by putting it in Asana, we know it's in writing. We know that this is a conversation we've had. That's the decision we've made. And if we then decide to change that decision, fine. But we're not just thinking, well, have we ever had this conversation before? And neither of us really ever moving forward. So it, that has made a massive difference. But it's also really useful because we've got carry. We use it with the whole team. So if there's something that we need help with, that we need somebody else to do, that we need Carrie to do or to carry to go and look at, we can assign things to Carrie and they then go straight on to her to-do list rather than us having to, uh, you know, send her a message in Slack, hope that she reads the message in time or we don't have to say, oh, can you do it by X date? Because it's easy to set deadlines in Asana. It just makes working so much easier. But like I said before, if you are just a team of one, Doing something like that, I wish I'd done this so many years ago because it would have made such a big difference to how I worked. And there are so many different tools out there. Um, you know, Asana, ClickUp, Trello, Monday, there's, there's so many. I think my biggest tip on how to choose one is to just try one, but try it for long enough to know whether you like it or not. Don't just try it for a week and think, oh no, I don't like this. I'm going to find something else. None of them are perfect. They're all missing features. If they could merge and have the perfect productivity tool baby, that would be brilliant. But they don't. So <laughs> productivity like- <laughs> tool baby. Yeah, I mean, you know, it'd be cute. Like there's things I don't like about Asana, but I'm, we're not going to move Asana just because of there's a couple of things that we don't like. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, Laura loves it when I find a new tool. It's normally on a Monday morning. Well, well oh, yeah. this weekend, I've... Like, oh, my God. <laughs> but using a tool like that will make a big difference in your business. So 100%. highly recommend it. We've also this year invested a lot in our continued learning. For those of you who know us, we you will know that we kind of strongly believe in the need for ongoing learning, especially in marketing and specifically social media, it is to a degree a bit relentless how much things change. But we think it's really important to continue to learn. And we love learning. We're both constantly want to try new things. And that's not necessarily learning by by taking courses. We just invest time in pressing buttons and figuring things out. So uh, this year, We've continued with our ongoing learning. Um, I have spent a lot of time trying to get my head into Google Analytics, specifically, obviously, Google Analytics 4. Like, data is my thing. It's what makes me happy. I am the one who's... Oh, God, it doesn't make me happy. (laughs) (laughs) It does when I tell you good things. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I like, you know, Laura, you can find her head in Canva. I'm find my head in Google Analytics. That's kind of what I enjoy. I like looking at the data. And so um, obviously with the shift over to Google Analytics 4, I've spent a lot of time trying to really invest a lot of time in that. And it's something that we all should be (laughs) investing time in is that data analysis. So we actually know what's actually working in our business. Yeah. And on the other hand, I've been focusing on I don't like data. So I've been looking at other things. So I've been really focused on like more advanced funnel marketing and a lot of SEO. I've learned so much about SEO this year. Honestly, it's blown my mind. But I think the biggest thing that's blown my mind is that it's not actually as complicated as we all think. 
just keep that in mind if that's on your on your list of things to learn it's not that scary but it's you know it's it's paid off hasn't it because oh 100 the seo work you've done that i can obviously see the results in in google analytics like with a dream team (laughs) um like some of our some of our blogs this year have just gone crazy for us haven't they the traffic we're getting um a lot of blogs are ranking high on google um one has been at number one on google rankings pretty much since we published it wasn't it and yeah about probably august june july or august i think yeah just just it's just changed so much for us in our business so um it's been well worth that investment um yeah but although i think that there's one big takeaway from all of this learning that your data and my SEO has made us really realize that we had no clue about before. And this isn't something that we had gone out to learn. What we discovered is that we've got all of these amazing resources, but it's not obvious to to you guys that it's there. And by looking at the data and by understanding how we use SEO and use funnels and all of that stuff, it's made us realize that we can make changes in our business to help people to find this stuff easier and that, that was a massive learning that we weren't expecting. And I think that's really important when you are learning things. Sometimes what you think you're going to learn isn't the thing you end yeah. up taking away. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people might be disappointed by that because they think they're going to learn A and end up learning F or G. <laughs> and it's, yeah. you know, it's totally different. And you can, especially if you're in a course, you come out thinking, well, that didn't deliver on what I thought. It's, if you remember that actually it gave me something completely different, which was brilliant. I think that's a great lesson. Yeah. So I think as well as obviously realising all our uh, actions we need to take as a result of the funnel learning and the SEO learning, we've also realised how much the the data that we are getting back from Google Analytics is helping us inform our content strategy going forward. And we would generally create content previously by things like what people were asking about in the hub, in the social media managers hub on Facebook. We would see what people are asking. We would say, you know what, people are asking this a lot. Let's create some content that responds to that, which isn't obviously a bad thing. That's fine. And we'll continue to do that. But what we will be focusing a lot more on going forward is looking at what content is needed and this is like social content, content on our website based on what people are looking for, what people are searching for, what where people are going to on our website, for example. Is it identifying that there's a next step that they need to go to and what is that next step and what can we create to fill that next step? So we'll be much more data driven going forward, which is very exciting. Yeah, although I would say the data part of it doesn't excite me. <laughs> but, <laughs> Just carry on telling me what I need to write and, I'll, and I'm down with that part. <laughs> but it's where, you know, so we can see now much more clearly, we can clearly kind of visualise, you know, where people are coming into our website, where they're coming from, where, yes, they might get to a sales page, but they're dropping off here or they're dropping off there or they're not converting or the percentage of people that are converting isn't high enough. So what can we do? Laura can go away, do some techie things. We can then review a bit further down the line and see if that's made any change to the data. And and that's exciting. And that's we've never really done that before. And I think we've got a lot of stuff, haven't we? We've got a lot of content. Yeah. We've got a lot of blogs. We've got a lot of content out on social media. We've got lead magnets. We've got a lot of products. We've 
but actually we need them all to work a lot better together and we need to understand how we can make better use of what we've already got. So 2023 Mm. is the year that we are going to learn more about what we've already got and how it can work better for us and for our audience. And that is all going to come back from the data. Yeah. And I think if you're listening to us thinking, yeah, but that's fine for you because you're four years into your business, you've got all of this stuff. If we had focused on this from day one, our whole business would look very different. Oh, without a doubt. Don't just think, yeah, well, you know, I've got to wait until I've got all this stuff before I can do this and I can focus on the data and yada, yada. No, like ideally, if you have a business, you should be looking at this kind of data from day one. And like, if you're like me and you don't like data and it just bores you or scares you or whatever, you need to find somebody who can help you with that. If I didn't have Laura, then I wouldn't know half of the things I know now. But the very first step, I think, is probably just getting the tracking on your website Mm. so you can start to collect that data and then starting to understand what do you actually want to know? Once you know what you want to know, then you know what data to look at, don't you? Because that's the thing that that worries me when I go into Google Analytics, for example, is there's all this data in front of me and like it could tell me so many different things. If I don't know what I want to know, I don't know what to look at. Yeah, you've got to be clear on what you want to know. Otherwise, it's totally overwhelming. Like I find it still overwhelming now. I have to know what it is I want to know. But sometimes you you need to know what you can know mm. to know that you want to know it. Does that even make sense? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, like you'll say to me, or what, you know, uh, uh, what what do you want me to tell you? And I'm like, well, can you tell me this? You're like, yeah, I can totally tell you that. Right. OK, well, I didn't even realise that you could answer that question based on the data. Yeah. Because I don't use Google Analytics myself and you're like the data geek. Um, so I think you you need to know what what answers you want so you can go and find the data that answers those questions. Yeah. But if you can do that from day one, then you are like light years ahead of us. I think there was another shift or realisation we had this year which was, and I think we already knew this, but it was good for us to both kind of remind each other of it. I know we haven't actually said what it is yet, but I think <laughs> this is this is the year that we've actually listened to ourselves and yeah. not, you know, and just not let it have an impact. But I'll let you say what yeah. it actually is. So <laughs> the thing that we realised is that we don't let our competitors dictate our business and like that's a that might be like something that's not mind-blowing to you because you you know why would you let your competitor dictate your business but realizing that just gave us this boost of confidence I suppose you might say because we realized that we focus way more on our audience and our people than we do on our competition and just realizing that that we do that it made us feel good didn't it to realize that we do that and to to know what we're doing moving forwards. It's like a kind of weight. You realise that yeah. actually, I don't care what our competition are doing. Mm. Like at the end of the day, our competition can never be us. They can mm. never be the two Lauras because we are the only, I'm the only me and Laura Moore is the only Laura Moore. I'm the only Laura one and you're the only <laughs> Laura two. <laughs> so as much as our competition can try to to replicate or to be us, 
And this is a flip, you know, if we saw someone has competition and we get, oh, we need to be more like them, we'll never be more like them. And that realisation that that we have kind of come to that place and are at peace with that has actually been brilliant for us. Like we've got, we know our competition listens to the podcast. We've actually got our competition are in our the membership. They're in the inner hub. They've bought our products. They've bought the toolkits. We know that. We just know that it happens. And and at first that really kind of bothered me. I was like, oh, they're, you know, they're, they're going to steal all our stuff. But, you know, I don't want to say let them. I don't want to say, well, go on, it's yours. But they'll never be us. Their stuff will no. never be as good as what we produce because they're just different to us. And different is okay. And I think that we're okay with that. And yeah, we're focused on what it is that works for us, as we've just talked about. We're focused on what our data actually tells up tells us about, and that's really important for you as well as as freelancers. Don't don't let what on the exterior that you can see your competition doing drive your decisions in your business, because it just is your it's it's a fast way to failure. You've got to create a business. A, based on your goals, your personal goals, your personal situation and on your data, on what's happening for your business. And that, no one else has that. No one else can build a business the way you need to build your business because no one else is you and no one else has your personal circumstances. And our our competition, for example, might not be set up of two with two people. So that will change how they run their business. They might not have children. They might not have a disabled child. There's all these things that impact how we run our business that wouldn't impact theirs. So if I tried to be there, the same as them, I wouldn't be able to achieve it because we work in very different ways, have different restrictions, have different priorities. And that for 2022 was a game changer for us. Like I just think the more we can kind of just block out, don't even follow, just move on from our competition. And, you know, it's not it's not a bad thing to have a slight awareness of what's happening because it's obviously within your industry, but just don't focus on it. Don't make decisions based on your competition. Yeah, and especially when it comes to money. And like, this is a conversation we have in the inner hub all the time, isn't it? People yeah. tend to focus a lot on they're somebody who they think on paper is their competition who are charging less than they are. And they Mm. think, oh yeah, but they're charging so much less than me. Oh, does that mean I need to drop my rates? But if you actually focus on the people who are charging more than you, that's way more motivating. Yeah. But we hear all these conversations of, oh yeah, but they only charge 50 quid. Where's all the conversations about, yeah, but they charge five grand. Yeah. You know, that we don't see those, those, the other side of that conversation. And when you start focusing on being motivated by the success of other people, rather than by being threatened by what they're doing, it makes you feel so different and so much better in yourself. Yeah. And much happier in your work. Yeah. So I think just if you can just flip what it is you're focusing on about those people and why it affects you and just really try to be motivated rather than demotivated by what people are doing um, or threatened, it's just it's a game changer. Yeah. And yeah. This year, that just that realization that actually we don't really care or um, it doesn't like impact us what other people are doing 
has made I think even Kev, has, my husband, has said like there's something shifted in our moods and how we relate to people. Which, you know, I'll take that. I don't know if yeah. it was being positive, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was one other big thing that we did this year, which you may have spotted, which was that we brought back the podcast. We had quite a big gap from the podcast, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. And we knew we, we <laughs> stopped. <a> <laughs> we stopped for Christmas, and then we never came back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not going to do that this year, just no. FYI. But we we wanted to bring the podcast back, but we had a bit of a blocker because we knew that if we brought it back, we wanted it to be like we wanted it to be better. We wanted to know what we were doing more, and we knew we needed help. So we've been working with some amazing people. Uh, Lizzie, Ben and Rory at the Podcast Coach. And they've been amazing coaching us to help us to make the podcast better. And also like big shout out to Rory who edits the show and has to put up with all our cock ups and cutting them out <laughs> to make these edits sound so good. I'm sure he won't cut that bit out. But yeah, that's made a massive change to us, hasn't it? To how we've done the podcast. Yeah, more because it's made it easier mm. for us. You know, recording podcasts were huge parts of our week and um it became quite it was it was just kind of overwhelming really wasn't it whereas yeah. now thanks to their help we've been able to just be it's much easier to plan them it's much easier to obviously they've helped with the editing so we don't have to do that anymore so that everything's just a bit quicker and a bit more streamlined and we're obviously getting great feedback from our listeners we've done well in the charts um and that's all because I suppose the lesson we can pass on from that is that, again, we've got help. We've identified yeah. where we need help and and it's okay to, to get help. We can't all be experts at everything, can we? And so we're really glad that we found the podcast coach because it's made such a difference to us. Yeah, totally. And we've like Laura just said, we've loved hearing all that lovely feedback. So keep those messages coming in. Send them in. We love yeah. reading them. And obviously leave us a review wherever you're listening as well. We love to read those too. Yeah, that would be lovely. So we are back same time, same place next week. So we will see you then. Toodle pip. <laughs>